T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Will Purdue. I'm curious if it if full circle is here. Uh, your first answer about Pat Beverly, you said he's doing Billy Donovan's Billy work. What? Dirty work. Dirty work. What did I say? Billy, uh, Billy work. Billy work. Billy Donovan's dirty work. <laughs> Billy Club. Billy dirty work. Donovan's I, Billy work. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. He's uh, wrong. I'm a fool to do your Billy work. Oh, yeah. Dirty work. What did I say? Billy, uh, Billy work. I don't want to do your Billy work. No more. Billy Donovan does dirty work. No, Pat Beverly's doing Billy Donovan's dirty work. Yeah, but I call it Dirty Donovan's Billy work. Yes. <laughs> He's doing his Billy work. He's doing his Billy work. These are the same people who sort their garbage, jog with their dogs, and listen to Steely Dan. You know? You just like to take them out deep into the forest and disembowel them with a wooden cooking spoon. When you have a clock, it's not like... The discussion in football of like, well, should they swallow their flag for holding in the last two minutes of the game? <laughs> swallow their whistle. <laughs> swallow the whistle. <laughs> swallow the flag. We gonna bring that back, right? <laughs> the discussion in football. Of, Let's freeze it right about now. Go ahead and roll it. Well, should they swallow their flag? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what I mean, I guess it's the same. It is the same. It's just. It's the it's, same. It's hard. Well, the flag is. Yeah, the flag is not the the audible indicator right, of. Right, right. And the flag The flag's is, not in your mouth. The, the whistle already is. The flag you have to take out of your pocket and then remove the whistle from your mouth. Bring the flag to your mouth All right. and swallow it. That's a lot of steps, man. Yeah. I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic show. One, One two, two. Three. Here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I had resigned myself to swallowing the flag, being the open, thinking (laughs) I'll just get away from the Billy Donovan dirty work. Oh, no. The Billy work mistake. But he just... Combined them. He did them both. He yeah. Two yeah, opens that, in one. That'll get you. You know why? I just realized. They were both deserving. It's a two for Tuesday. Ah, there it right is. Right here on yeah. 670, the score. That is 
awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm so excited. If you can't see him, what is this move called? Where you're like, you're like doing the Mister Burns. Mr. Burns like, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, you're twiddling your fingers oh. in a menacing, mischievous fashion. I'm very excited. Who knows what you're going to give us today? It's possible. Yeah, anything is possible. You have to talk. You have to talk a lot. I do. Between now and six o'clock, and I just, you are really dependable. <laughs> Thank you. For idiocy. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. And you're really dependable for racially insensitive there commentary. It there it is. Oh, oh no. no. We knew the actual <laughs> shot was going to come right back. Is there a positive vibe <laughs> yeah. in here? I knew right? it. Yeah. Oh, the yours wasn't an actual shot? Uh, you know, not necessarily. Oh, not necessarily. Oh, we got to fight. <laughs> here we go, Jim. Here Boink. we go. Here we go, Tony. <laughs> um, so today we will hear the Goodfellas treatment to Patrick Kane at four. At three, it's Poles position. At five, it's Mark Grody from the Combine. Ryan Poles already spoke. Matt Eberflus spoke. Can we also just, do we need to listen to anything that Matt Eberflus said? He's so boring. It's so funny, man. I saw, no. yeah, I, I saw a lot of quotes just passing by on the old Twitter machine, and I was like, yeah, I don't care about that one. I don't care about that one. Um, He's so football coachy. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It isn't for everybody, and that's that comes down to the number one thing: the love of football. Well, you know, he's into that, and he's on point with that. And Poles believes in that as well. They're both very into the love of football and the passion for the game. But we've heard it and we know it. I saw that the score made a story about out of Ibraflus saying that we really got to get a playmaker at wide receiver this off season. Okay. So I don't know who that is or how they're going to do it. And that's not his job. That's part of why it, yeah, this stuff thing, fades though. away. That's a thing. That's a thing. Got to get thing. a playmaker at wide receiver. Yeah, Justin Fields needs a playmaker. Got to get a playmaker. He does. Okay. And all then right. we all want to know well, what's Ryan Poles going to do about it? Well, so the most obvious move is often the correct one, right? That is just a. It's an axiom. It's a it's Occam's an, razor, right? Yeah. Right. So Occam's razor is that the most obvious answer, the problem-solving principle that the yeah the most obvious answer is often the correct answer. Right. Okay. So I think after listening to 16 minutes of Ryan Poles, off of what Adam Schefter reported yesterday, maybe this is confirmation bias. You tell me if it is, but I am even more resolved in my belief that I have talked about for, I don't know, at least a month at this point, that I think the the single most sensible, obvious move on the board for Ryan Poles is to trade with Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts at four because you get to get back your second round pick basically, that you gave up in the Chase Claypool trade. You get the 35th pick in the draft. You gave away the 32nd pick in the draft for Claypool. Because Indy would have to give that up at least. And you'd get next year's first round pick. If you can get those two things and those two things alone. And those two things alone match up with most conventional trade value charts of what it would cost to move up from four to one. Pro Football Focus posited that maybe if it was a bidding war and a top quarterback emerged and they had to pay a premium to get in front of Houston, you might be able to get an extra third round pick this year or next year, third or fourth round picks, something like that. But I, I remain convinced that all moves and hypotheticals and conversational end roads should be compared to that framework of a trade. 
Maybe you get an extra pick, maybe you don't. But mm-hmm. moving from one to four, still being able to pick whoever is left between Jalen Carter, the best three technique, or Will Anderson Jr., the best edge, getting the second-round pick back from the Claypool trade, and going into next year's draft, because this is clearly a multi-year rebuild given the holes on the roster, with two first-round picks for next year. Especially because the Colts will probably, unless they have a remarkable rookie quarterback season, have a pretty high first-round pick next year. They they it's it's a it's not a good division, so it certainly could be a division where you know nine wins wins it. But it, they're not making a run to the Super Bowl, and if they're playing a rookie quarterback, they're going to have some growing pains. It, it could be a top ten pick, could it's be a, a top twenty pick. It's a sure, unlikely. It's assuredly going to be a top twenty pick. Mm-hmm. Very very unlikely for it to be you know a, a pick in the twenties. Mm-hmm. So it it feels to me. Like, all things should go back to that. And, and I, two clips from, from Ryan Poles that kind of led me down that road. One, he tipped his hand a bit. Like, he, he left the door open to using the first overall pick if a player was graded far above the rest or if a quarterback blew him away. He said all the right things, but he did admit uh, that trading down is probably a best-case scenario option for the Bears. When you have a team that needs so many pieces, is that the ideal outcome for you to trade the pick, get more assets, yeah, it just depends um, how far back. Um, but yeah, we do. We need a lot, and that gives us more opportunity to bring in more players. So um, it's a good situation to be in for where our club is. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I talk about where guys are on the draft chart, if we have someone that's so high and in a special category that says, you know what, you know, this guy's going to affect our team both from a culture standpoint and also from a game day standpoint then that might be the best thing to do as well. Um, but in a vacuum, like, yeah, moving back gives you more uh, opportunities to hit more players um, and continue to add to the core of this team. So, yeah, that, that is, that, that's some nice frankness there. And there's also a moment that came a little later where it's like, oh, he's definitely going to trade this pick, isn't he? Like, he wasn't even pretending that, You know, he's going to do the due diligence on the quarterbacks, but he's making it pretty clear that what he sees is best is to trade the pick, is to trade back, and to definitely just kind of make that the beginning of their build for this whole offseason. Yeah, I think that that is a fairly straightforward answer of we could keep the pick, Mm -hmm. but we got a lot of needs. And the more ammunition you have, the more holes you can fill. And that's fairly obvious, and we've been talking about it. That's not like a revolutionary thought. But he didn't dismiss the Adam Schefter report. He talked about it. He was like, yeah, I know that came out yesterday, and we've always been leaning in that direction because we like what we have in Justin. Frankly, the way that he talked about it today sounded a lot like the sourced stuff that Adam Schefter had yesterday. Maybe. You know, it's entirely possible. Yeah. But he, he was not bothered by the fact that that report was out there not at, all. at all. So so the first part was um, he was not bothered by that report being out. He admitted that trading down uh, would would be in the team's best interest because it would give them an opportunity to add at multiple positions. And then the second part that I thought was noteworthy that made me at least think more about that trade to four with Indy 
is when he was asked the question, and it was a great job by, uh, I forget who the reporter was, who asked the question. Basically, like, she was asking a Jalen Carter, Will Anderson question without using their names, talking about how do you value three tech versus edge. Top, the top two defensive players right now are playing on the line, at least the ones who are projected to go in the draft. Do you have, how do you weigh the importance of edge rusher versus three technique? Yeah, I mean, that's, we could talk about that for a long time. There are certain <laughs> positions inside that are multipliers, but also there's guys on the outside that are special. They're going to create, you know, O-line slides that are going to give other people opportunity too. So that's a multiplier as well. So it's really just, it comes down to our evaluations on how much they affect the game and both the run and the pass. So, so it's Courtney Cronin with the question. Create the O-line slides by a guy being so dominant on the edge. Is Will Anderson that dominant, or is Jalen Carter that guy who's inside and is a multiplier? Sounds like there's benefits to both. Or are both. That's what made me think of Indy. If, if he comes away from the – if what he's basically saying there is you want the player that you draft at the top of this draft to be a multiplier – we often think of the quarterback as the multiplier. They make everybody around them better, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Fields' mobility makes the offensive line better. Uh, his deep ball accuracy can make receivers better, whatever the case may be. Uh, a tackle can be a multiplier because he, he makes the quarterback better because he gives him more time. Whatever, like There are positions on the field that they take care of their assignment, but they also help other guys do their job. It's a very complimentary sport in that way. If he goes through this evaluation of Jalen Carter and Will Anderson – and comes away thinking both of those guys not only would be plus players at their position, but they would allow for the other guys on the line to be better at their job because Jalen Carter is going to always take up two blockers or Will Anderson's going to always require your buddies chip help and max protect. Mm-hmm. And then you got to send one fewer guy out into you know the route concept. If he, if he grades both of them as multipliers, to use his word, He'll be happy with either one. Mm-hmm. And where is the the high the lowest you could trade to to guarantee you'll get at least that one of you're those gonna guys. get at least one of those defensive multipliers? Four. Because you know Houston's taking a quarterback, and you know if Indy traded up from four to one, they're taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you've just got to be comfortable that you scout Arizona and you say, What's Arizona gonna do? They're probably gonna add defense because they've committed to Kyler Murray. So are they going to take the three technique or the edge rusher? You've got to be cool with taking the other guy. I still, I, I don't know if you agree or not, but not saying that we shouldn't talk about trading the nine with Carolina or eight with Atlanta or Pete Carroll wanted to be crazy and trade up from five to one. Like we, all of it is still, he's going to consider all of it, but I, I, I keep coming away with, Man, that trade just makes a lot of sense. It makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world to me for the first step in the process. Can hey, we... You're big on the double trade down. Oh, and, and, but the, he gave us another reason why it might be the first step in the process. Can we play this on the timing of the possible trade? Because this stuff has been out there. We talked about it yesterday. Like March 17 is the earliest that a top three pick has been dealt in recent years. Yeah. Often, then it was March 26, and then the rest have been in April. But Poles was asked about when he might trade, whether it's going to be before free agency, whether there's an advantage to that, and he gave us a little something in that answer. If you decide to, to trade the pick, is that something you would want to do before or after the first wave of free agency? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there are some scenarios... Um, that it might benefit us to move, you know, before free agency, 
you know, opens potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction. Is that just because it would give you a clearer view of, of what you need or, or how would it be beneficial? Uh, a clear view of what we need. Um, and there's scenarios where you could, you know, add players as well, potentially, um, which again gives you some clarity on what you want to do in the draft. See, that's big to me that he says could add players. He's the one that brings that up. So I agree that trading down to four is the most natural thing. But if you can get that done before free agency, then you know who you'd probably take there. What if they trade down to four and they get DeForest Buckner, who is widely known, and Arthur Arkish just tweeted this a little while ago, that he was talking to a, a Colts insider who said that DeForest Buckner is Matt Eberflus's all-time favorite player. Okay? Yeah. That's a great three technique at age 28 going into the final year of his deal. I think it's like an $18 million cap it, which, of course, the Bears could absorb. So what if you get DeForest Buckner somehow either in addition to those picks or they make a choice to take that instead of the, instead of the two or something like that? Regardless of what you think about that, if that's in Poles' mind and he knows that, then he doesn't have to go out and sign Javon Hargrave from Philly or who's it, Draymond uh, Jones, I think, from Denver is yeah, the other one. And, and there are reports today that the the contracts are going – like the negotiations are going well with uh, with him and the Broncos. Okay. So, and uh, and uh, uh, Deron Payne just got Deron franchised. Deron Payne got franchised in Washington. Right? Yes. So, so if, if those options are dwindling and he can get Buckner, then all of a sudden he hits free agency knowing he doesn't have to freak out and go get that three-tech if he's getting Buckner back. So, yeah. so, so I like that as a possibility. But either way, make that trade to four, and then depending on what you get back, then you could know what you're doing in free agency as you look at all the different pieces – and then you could even trade down again, which you, you knew that I was hinting at. If you want to do that, as the draft gets closer, once you look at what you did do in free agency, what the draft board looks like then, how you feel then, then you have all the options and you could consider trading down again. I think that makes sense. The I kind of don't want him to do that. I mean, the, the Eberflus connection and him having DeForest Buckner as his favorite player – they're going to make a huge investment in a three technique this offseason. Right. That is happening. They tried to do it last offseason right. with Larry Ogunjobi. They have telegraphed that for sure. Like, so whether it's Jalen Carter or a free agent on like, you know, the a, a huge deal to a free agent. Right. Or uh trading for a guy like DeForest Buckner. They're going to do it. It is absolutely going to happen. Why don't you like the Buckner idea? Because you're not because you're get you're you're giving up draft capital that you I, could otherwise it, get it, in that trade. It, yeah, it it feels like if you are moving down, like in that scenario, does Indy then get to save next year's first round pick? No. So they get to save their second round. Maybe pick. they get to save their second round pick. So you so you get so your the trade is the fourth pick. DeForest Buckner and next year's first. What if that was the deal? And then you hit, and then by the time you get to the draft, you know that you've got your three techs. So Jalen so Carter's my, off the board, and maybe you think that the second or third edge rusher, right? There's a is a Clemson kid. Yeah, Murphy from Clemson. Right? The kid from uh Georgia. Another another Georgia kid. Yeah, there's a and from Tech also. But, right. This Miles, was so, whatever his name my, is. Yeah, it was right. So, so maybe you think, oh, I could trade down again now to seven or eight or nine from four and get the second best 
edge rusher because I actually like him as much as we like Will Anderson. You know what I mean? Like that. that if or, you if or, you came away with that thought, thinking, yeah, if you if you graded out those guys uh, the same the same way. Ab- absolutely. Then you're picking up more draft capital then. Then when you trade from four to eight or four to nine, you get somebody's second round pick and you still get that pick that you wanted. Right. T- uh, Tyree Wilson is who I was thinking of. The kid okay. from uh, from Texas Tech. And then Miles somebody. Murphy. Miles Murphy. Is the guy from Clemson. Yeah. Um, the I think as much draft capital as you can get to build your team through the draft is where I would lean. I'd be worried about them trading the fourth pick, locking in on an edge rusher, and then having to take like the second edge with the fourth pick. If a, if a second trade down wasn't available for them, mm-hmm. like if 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 that scenario happened, um, but I mean, hell, you could just you could still draft Jalen Carter if you really wanted to, and just have awesome defensive tackles. You could have and, both. And, you know what I mean? You 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 could do that, but it's I think that he is in an amazing spot. And that timing portion of it before free agency, free agency opens March fifteenth. No vacations for us, buddy. No vacations. <laughs> there, I mean, between March fifteenth and then the draft is April twenty seventh or whatever it is. Uh-huh. If they can, if they can trade that early, that would be the earliest a top five pick is is traded in the modern era to move away from it. So it's kind of does that apply to Tanny and I? No vacations. Um, no, you're good. You can do it. You're, we're can we miss a Friday? Yeah, sure. You miss. You can miss a Friday. All right, we're clear, man. Danny said so. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you guys going to Pittsburgh? Is that before yeah, the draft? That's a, yeah, on Good Friday, April seventh. Yeah, it's that's yeah, fine. It's totally fine. I have no. I think uh, it's gonna be a great Friday. To be it's gonna be a great. Uh, <laughs> Lots great. of icy light, mango. I Perfect. have. Um, I have. I have no vacations planned because I don't want to miss one of my top thirty ball players and have to double up again. I mean, the, the, that was a heavy workload. The drama <laughs> that that caused on the show. We're doing it today. We're doing it tomorrow. We're doing it. What are we doing it? You know, we finally uh, got to it on the Friday. Who was that an impression of? That was interesting. That, that was, was going to be my question, Danny. Yeah. Who, who the, are you impersonating? I think it sounded like me. I, the irony is, Speakers is the one that kept saying, we're going to double up today. And then he pushed and it then back I'd to the next it. day. Yeah, yeah. I push it. Again, it's we true. will just make up a player if you miss a day. So it'll be just a random player that that's you may right. not agree with. So that's It'll be we'll Jeff Dowd from MVP <laughs> Baseball 2005 Ooh. when they couldn't put Barry Bonds in there and they that's created the a player named Jeff Dowd. For the report. Freaking rake, babe. Hilarious. But, Danny, overall... I agree that your scenario is the most logical, and I wanted to add the timing piece because I think it sets him up with the most options after it's done. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I, because I don't want him to do that, I feel like it, the longer you go, in theory, desperation should happen, and patience is the virtue. Like, Take it all the way up to the draft. Unless you are, but unless you're okay with the idea of a trade down twice, if, but why can't you trade down twice during the draft? You, you you could you could but 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 if you trade down twice if you trade down once before it then you know what before free agency then you can actually put all the puzzle pieces together like if I'm thinking of all the different puzzle pieces together that first trade down happening soon and then you add free agency then you can think about a second trade down with even more logic yeah I think he. I bet I think that what he slow played in one of his answers, like he was like, you know, players and picks haven't been discussed already. Yeah, they have. For sure. I, I bet you he already knows. And he'll have more at the end of this week. And this is the week when it, it, it definitely ramps up for sure. But like he has his own trade value chart of these are the teams that need a quarterback. 
this is roughly what I would want right. to move to these spots, but I'm not willing to move to this spot because I sure. don't think we've got a whatever he said, a blue player at the top of the yeah. draft, and we'll get to that. Maybe his interpretation of Ballard being crazy motivated to do this and crazy Jim Ursay pushing it is that he can get DeForest Buckner thrown in in addition to the stuff that he yeah. wants, you know? So, so and, and if he doesn't get that, then that'll inform free agency too. So he wants to get clarity on that. Yeah, it's all, it's all on the table for him. He sounded very confident, and that was the other thing that I want to just discuss, like, for whatever value you put in terms of a person speaking into a microphone, and there's a wide range of that in people in our profession, uh, I don't know how you could do much better than Ryan Poles. We'll discuss ahead of Poles' position on the score. It's always a, a good thing. Um, talked about it a lot so far, but it's flexibility. Um, how can we have flexibility not only this year, but also down the road? Um, we we want to make sound decisions in free agency for the same reason. Uh, so we don't get in a situation where we got to do crazy things just to get by and be restricted, you know, that way. So how can we keep this thing open for a long time, keep adding players? And then there might be a, a time where, you know, this feels right. Let's just boom. We'll just go all in on it. And But there are repercussions. We've seen teams across the league do it. Um, there's a there's a period of time where you're going to have to roll the back and, and get it right. You do have to pay, you know, your credit card bill at some time. So um, we're in a good situation. We'll try to stay flexible. That's Ryan Poles with CHGO with uh, our guys Adam Hogue and Mark Carmen who are there in Indianapolis. Good stuff. Um, they are not in that position yet. CHGO? <laughs> no, well, they'll they'll be in that position eventually. No, of paying their credit card bill. But no, of uh, he's talking about. Is that a shot? I didn't mean it to be. It kind of was. Uh, they. <laughs> What I'm saying Man, is that Ryan... There are strays getting fired all <laughs> over the studio today. Ryan Poles <laughs> is being very smart there. What Obviously, we've talked about this. They aren't in a position to trade for T. Higgins. They could afford it, but you want to give up draft capital and cap space no. to go get one player who no, isn't a quarterback? You don't, and that's, and, a- and that's why I understand the hesitancy of you and other textures to trade for DeForest Buckner instead of trading for a player in his prime to help you right now, trade for draft capital as you build and build and build. And grow together and have cheaper players yes. and keep your cap space for as long as possible. I get right? it. So what he's saying there, like, eventually we might be in a position to chips in the middle of the table, go all in, you know, that's what Philly did for A.J. Brown. It's mm-hmm. like the best, most recent example that, that you can give. But there are plenty of them. The Rams did it for Matt Stafford. Rams did it for Jalen Ramsey. Rams did it for Jalen Ramsey. Rams did it for uh, for uh, Von Miller. Yeah, they, Rams did it for a lot of people. Yes, they, they are doing it in a unique way, but also... And then they fell apart completely this year. And it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And their coach considered retiring. Yep. Aaron Donald considered retiring. And everybody and Von Miller was gone. And, and they don't have their first-round draft pick. And they're ex- widely expected to trade Jalen Ramsey. But they got a ring. Yeah. So, you know, it was worth it, and their coach didn't quit. And if Stafford comes back from the injury, they and they've got a top three NFC quarterback for the next couple of years. It probably was, it, it was definitely all worth it. They got a ring. Yeah. As long as Aaron Donald doesn't retire. Yeah. And, and he's going to retire eventually. And you draft perfectly. Yeah. But they, so yeah, they're the extreme on the other end, but the bears, I think how polls position himself today, it was just interesting to kind of hear him have confidence, share some stuff, keep all the doors open and realize, man, 
at the at the very end of his press conference today, yeah, he was he was smiling, dude, and he he was like, you kind of can't sleep at night because you're so excited, thinking of all of the possibilities of of uh-huh. what can happen. That he knows that. The world is his oyster. He runs this town. He, he Everyone wants to talk to Ryan Poles in Indianapolis, and not just us and CHGO. Yeah, like, no. all the GMs. <laughs> like, honestly, like yeah. he gets talked about from everybody. He, he is in such a good they're, spot. They're running the offseason. Yes. Offseason's going through Ryan Poles in Chicago. Yes. He's literally, we're having conversations about how would you best like to map out these moments in your off-season calendar since you are in charge of how you map those out. That level of control is, is outrageous. And what it's going to lead to is it, it'll be fascinating to see how patient is he because it's not considered a great free agent class. And if he trades and doesn't add it to Forrest Buckner, type player, uh-huh. and does all of the trade downs for draft capital, and maybe does trade down multiple times or trades down further than I would want him to do because he loves Skaronsky or Miles Murphy or Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson or Quinton Johnson. And he wants to get the receiver and he feels like he could trade down to nine or 12 or, you know, like really go crazy and come out with multiple first round picks for next year. It's possible that we look at this and we're like, oh, my God, the biggest offseason in Bears history, what everybody said this offseason was. Is actually going to be next year because he's going to save all that money because he's going to roll over a lot of it, sixty million in cap space, and have two or three first round picks. You know what I mean? Next year, like well, that's th- that's in play. Well, think about it. As we have talked about the many different ways that you can build a team and how it depends on the quarterback contract. We've got the Eagles with you know Jalen Hurts on the rookie deal, and yeah. then we had the Chiefs. With Mahomes, we had the Chiefs winning twice. That was the conversation. Albert Breer had tweeted the numbers, and we had that good conversation about how the Chiefs had to build one way with young Mahomes on the rookie deal and another way with, you know... Mahomes on the expensive deal. Right. So if he's thinking about that scenario, it makes sense to hold on to as much cap space as possible as you're building, you know? Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, is that the balancing act there, though, is that Mahomes already had Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Not to mention a much better offensive line, right? He had Mitchell Schwartz, who was an all-pro right tackle. Yeah. He had Eric Fisher, who was the first overall pick at left tackle. Like He came into a ready-made NFL offense that had won 11 games. At some point, you've got to support Justin Fields with assets so that he can take that step forward. It can't just be all on... Justin Fields and his mechanics and his understanding of the NFL. At right. some point, you need to give him a left tackle and a receiver that separates. Yeah, and you're you know going to need he, all that stuff so you can get the most out of him. So that you can get the most out of him so that sure. you can make a true evaluation of that position. If Fields had answered every single question this year as a passer, then I'd be a little bit more comfortable slow playing it because it's like, oh, well, for sure. He's your guy for a decade. He isn't for sure your guy for a decade. So I do think you need to invest a little bit in him this year to give him a fair shake. Well, yeah, I think that makes sense. Look, my biggest takeaway from polls today was that he did a great job comfortably keeping every option open and letting that drama build, even while... He gave us a little something about desiring to trade. 
they're still going to meet with all the quarterbacks. Yeah. They're still going to do their due diligence. He's going to learn stuff from the quarterbacks that's going to help inform him in trade conversations or inform him in future years as he goes against these guys or see what kind of stuff he can learn from them about scheme that maybe he and Luke Getze can bring to Justin Fields. But yesterday, our lead was what a wonderful moment this is in the news cycle for the Bears on yeah. day one of the Combine. And here we are in day two, and I thought he did a great job of letting it continue the way it needs to. He, he, he was great. Uh, there has been breaking news for the Bulls. They waive Goran Dragic. Uh, uh, they have a roster spot open, according to Bobby Marks. They are now $1.2 million below the tax. Dragic can be claimed by any of the 29 teams in the league. The claiming team would take on a $1.8 million Man. cap hit. So He'll get claimed. He'll get claimed by someone and be a bench backup point guard for somebody's playoff push. Yeah, and uh, I guess now that Pat Beverly is here and all of their problems are solved, they no longer need Goran Dragic. You, you know, I don't think it's that the problems are solved. It's that the minutes are not going to go to Goran. They're going to Beverly, and they still want to give Io and Kobe White some minutes. I will say that Goran Dragic gave us – the best summation of how this mess was playing together when he said, we're not playing for each other. It's simple as that. It was after the Minnesota game when they all went after Zach. That's, I've thought of that quote many, many times as I've seen them in chaos before the Pat Beverly. Era. Ryan Poles weighed in on offensive line, where they're at, what they can be, and you'll hear from Kyle Long in this as well. Uh, the next edition of Poles Position next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.